Yeah, I mean, huge differences. So when 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 you're building a product based business, and this is the cool thing too, I've always been someone who, if it feels right, if if something you know, it's an intuitive hit, it feels in alignment, it feels like a great idea, just go for it before figuring out the steps. Because if you try to figure out the steps first, you're going to get stuck in analysis paralysis. So having first built network marketing, basically it's an investment into product and then you become the word of mouth, the marketing engine for that product. Welcome to the Let's Not Sugarcoated podcast, where every week we bring you real, raw and unfiltered conversations designed to motivate and inspire you on your journey through motherhood, relationships and career. We're your hosts, Alex and Bella. Thanks for spending this time with us. Let's get into it. All right. Well, welcome back. Today, we have beautiful Anna Lozano. Uh, she is a multifaceted entrepreneur for 14 years with success in product-based business, network marketing, and coaching space. She's a mom of two girls and currently living in the Mayan Riviera. So jealous. I know. <laughs> and we're here in sweaters and she is in her little tinkini. whatever uh in a hot tropical destination so um tell us more tell us everything how did you end up you know in the mayan rivera and uh your successes in your business yeah thank you so much for having me well we met in Kelowna this holiday season so I was living in Kelowna for the last three years until I got a crazy idea to come to Mexico a year ago so we came exactly a year ago in February and uh, we stayed in this gorgeous oceanfront condo I was like I need to live here we live in this little village and there's schools and restaurants and I just felt it was the most perfect lifestyle for our family Um, But we actually came from Ontario when the pandemic hit, we came west and so explored BC, ended up settling in Kelowna. And then here we are in Mexico. This is just how my life goes because I get all my crazy ideas. And then my husband and my kids have to follow me with my crazy ideas. So (laughs) um, that's how we ended up here just through having a beautiful experience a year ago. And uh, I became an entrepreneur 14 years ago. April will be 14 years ago. I did the traditional route. I was raised in a very traditional immigrant family that taught me to work hard, study hard, get good grades, you know, the hard, hard, hard uh, ethic, work ethic came along with it. And that's what I did. I went to business school, graduated from the Ivy School of Business, started climbing the corporate ladder in sales and marketing. And, uh, And as I was doing that, I looked around and I said, this is not for me. This is not soul fueling. This is not what my purpose is in this lifetime. And I basically had a moment of surrender. And in that moment of surrender, an opportunity presented itself. And that opportunity in 2010 was in the network marketing space. And to be honest, I was a business grad. I had never been an entrepreneur. I don't come from an entrepreneurial family. So I remember when the first objections started coming, like you're in a pyramid scheme. I'm like, what (laughs) is a pyramid scheme? I'm like, I'm like, I'm not into any schemes. Like I'm a corporate professional. And so, um, I worked through that and I built a very successful business in four and a half years. And I truly experienced a life of freedom. This was before kids. We traveled the world. I had speaking engagements, um, in Australia and Hong Kong and different locations. I was like, this is incredible. Everyone needs to become an online entrepreneur. And so my belief system continued to solidify 
And then, so for me, network marketing really was the gateway into entrepreneurship and the gateway into personal development. And after that experience, really four and a half years devoting myself to this business, um, I realized that I wanted to do something different, something new. And I also wanted to test this whole concept of residual. I'm like, we're selling everyone on the concept of residual income through network marketing. Like, does it actually work? And I have to say, I still get paid every Friday from that company to this day. And I haven't touched that business since 2015. So it's pretty phenomenal when you, when you treat a network marketing business, like a business, what results and can generate. And then I went on to launch a, I became pregnant. I had my first little one and I launched a product-based company called Love Powered Co. with the intention of really bringing mindfulness to families around the world. So as I mentioned, the, the, the first company that I built was really my entry into personal development. This is where I consciously started to work on my mindset and how I think and how I speak and how I feel and really leveraging that to build a reality that I'm wildly obsessed with. And so when I became a mom, I realized like, what if we raised our kids? Like we built them up on this foundation of mindfulness and positive affirmations and kindness, where it just became a part of who they are, as opposed to, you know, when you're 30, 40, starting to do the work. And so we launched that company, we scaled it successfully for six years and sold it last year. And then I was kind of in my next, you know, what is my next pivot? What is my next era going to look like? And uh, just naturally, I became, uh, began coaching other entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs to launch their product or service-based businesses. So I'm still doing that while launching a company with my husband here from Mexico. So I'm always, this is where the multifaceted (laughs) comes in. I'm always looking for ways to create more impact um, for my family and my community. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally feel your energy and (laughs) I'm very similar in this sense of I've, you know, was 19 when I first uh, started my own company, I did photography and then we scaled it. Uh, But again, um, so I I had it for 17 years and uh, yeah, we had 10 photographers, two videographers traveled the world and then I got pregnant with twins. <laughs> right? Oh, so it was, and it was a, the lifestyle no longer was um, conducive to, you know, our reality of having twins and being a weekend work because we did a lot of weddings and we traveled again. Like I spent most of my 20s in the Mayans because we traveled doing weddings um, in wow. all the hotels. And so it was fun, but it is that like having children changed a little bit. Um, how I viewed my time because back then Mm -hmm. without kids, we were able to travel and, you know, my husband was able to travel. We were able to make it work, but then kids came. So now we're on a path of also um, getting on that online uh, business and, and then just, you know, grabbing all the knowledge from the years of, doing physical business out in the world and then yeah putting it into the space of I'm like not tech savvy (laughs) so for me it's a huge learning curve and it it takes a lot of like you said effort and when you treat something like it's a business versus Mm -hmm. just like oh whatever nonchalant like a hobby like a hobby yeah you are able to excel and scale and you know grow 
quite quickly. Um, but if you do treat it just like a hobby, then that's what it shall be. <laughs> exactly. That's a result you're going to get is hobby results. So yeah. yeah. How old are your kids? So my girls, and I just have to say, it was so funny because I was, I was the mom that was like, oh yeah, as soon as I have kids, I'm going to travel the world. <laughs> and then my first one came, I'm like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> Okay, Anna. I was like, I will never give advice to anyone if I'm not in that <laughs> position. And then my second one came and then literally we didn't travel for at least three years. And this is where I kind of feel I like to make up for things. So when my second one came with my first one, we traveled a bit, but not as much as when we were, you know, traveling the world with my husband and I. But when, when my second one came, we did not travel. I was like, this is impossible. The amount of stuff they come with right. and the blackout blinds and the dividers and the fans and the essential oils. I was like, oh my God, this is impossible to travel. I'd rather just not travel. So we stayed in Oakville like most of the time. But then the pandemic hit. I was like, okay, we got to go West. I just want to go West. And we ended up traveling all of BC for an entire year with a two year or three year old at the time and a five year old. So I kind of make up for it. You know, then I have like a big crazy idea and it's like, rather than trust traveling for a week here and there, we like traveled for a year. You're all in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all in. I, this is, and this is my personality. It's like all in or nothing. There's, yeah. there's no middle ground with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. I mean, for me, it was the opposite. Like we traveled with my twins. I was like, I just need to get out because when I'm out, people take my babies and they want to hang out. With, and they're like, so cute. And I'm like, oh my God, thank God. Because then they're not on me. Somebody's holding them, yeah, like just take, take them. them. Plus they were free to travel with uh, until they were two. Right? That's so, true. So yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, as soon as we, you know, because it's double, we have to, there's no like transition. It's just going to go from two to four. So, but then we just continued. And then, you know, at some point we moved over to Asia for, you know, almost uh, two years kind of thing. And and then when we came mm -hmm. back, that's when things slowed down because the pandemic hit. And that's when yes. we moved over to Kelowna. Kelowna. I'm like, I'm out because <laughs> I want to do it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of like you all in or all out. Like it's, I love it. Are you I, a generator in human design? I am. I, um, I am. I've done I so many. Uh, but it, yeah, a, a generator. A generator. There mm -hmm. you go. We have a lot of energy to generate with. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I blame it on my ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's both. Yeah. Maybe it's both. Yeah. But no. Um, but yeah. So. And yeah. have your kids, like, what are your kids like? They love the traveling, the, they've adapted pretty well. They just are all in too. Is that. They're, they're definitely adaptable. And it's interesting because when I was launching the, the affirmation company, my little one couldn't read. She was nine months old at the time. But the first affirmation card that she just gravitated towards was I am adaptable. And so I've been really instilling that in them is adaptability. It really is a superpower. And so, I mean, there's really no choice. Everyone's got to go with mommy's crazy ideas. But I think <laughs> it's something that will really, you know, in the long term, I mean, just being here in Mexico. So they started school end of August and it's a Spanish speaking school. My husband's Mexican and I'm Polish. So, you know, English has, was really, has been the common language. And so everyone would ask, you know, are you teaching them Polish? Are you teaching them Spanish? I'm like, guys, I'm just trying to survive here. And <laughs> English is the language of survival mode for us. And so now they have a beautiful opportunity to learn Spanish in the environment because, you know, you can sit down and take online classes or I could have hired a tutor in Kelowna. 
but to be immersed in this environment of Spanish speakers in the Spanish school, it was a little bit Actually, I was very impressed with the tr transition. I thought it would have been more difficult, but they, again, just adapted and they didn't really complain. There were a few moments of this is hard. We considered maybe putting my eldest down a grade. She's turning eight. My little one is five and a half. Um, but I said, no, this is, this is just part of life. You guys, mm -hmm. you're smart. You're brilliant. You got this. And so she's in grade two, thriving in a Spanish speaking school. Obviously, there's English speakers as well but they're understanding a lot. And I can't oh. wait for the moment where it clicks and they just start speaking in Spanish because there is a moment. At first you start to understand and then you begin to speak. So it's been really, really neat. And then the funny thing is we have like seven Polish families living in this little gated community that we found in Mexico. Oh, wow. and so they're around <laughs> Polish as well. I was like, yeah, you girls are going to learn learn Polish also this mm -hmm. year or next year. Bella's going to be right there because she's gonna, Polish too. I'm Polish too. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. So it's funny because like uh, when I was, I was born in Poland. So I speak the oh, language. Yeah, yeah, there you go. See, and then we immigrated. Well, we refugeed to Austria. So I spoke German yes. and now we have an exchange student who's all like from Germany. She's 16. We just got her uh, oh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And so I'm speaking German. The Deutsch. Yeah. So oh, I'm wow. And then my kids are on Duolingo because like we speak my mom lives with us, so she speaks Polish uh to us. And when we lived in Taiwan, again, we yes, it was an English speaking uh school, but Mandarin was part of the program. So they wow. spoke like I have videos of them That's cool, yeah. singing. And it's like we just found them because we're like, where are these videos? And it's just they're like they're so quick when they're young yeah their brains yeah. are like brain sponges. are just sponges and i remember i didn't like have english like esl until i came to canada to learn the language but in in austria it was just like you're in this class and that's it yeah. you know that's they're speaking there's, there's no other option yes i had workbooks and you know a little bit here and there but yeah and yeah so it was uh i do believe when they are immersed in the culture and the language, it's so much quicker. So much quicker. It's so oh, much for quicker. Sure. And it's such a benefit, like even just for brain. Yes. For me too. I mean, my best friend here in Mexico is Polish. So yeah. my Polish is like okay, so much me. better. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I, I tell me about this community because I might be packing my bag. She keeps wanting to move. You're just going to like live somewhere else, I swear. <laughs> well, I got a text message from Renee Warren and I know you guys know Renee Warren and she's like, I need to check out this community. I'm like, babe, this is my sacred spot and I don't want all of Kelowna here. I love <laughs> Kelowna, but I don't want all of Kelowna here. I'm like, my kids are learning Spanish. We got to keep it Spanish. And then she's like, so she's contemplating coming here. So I'm not going to publicly drop it, but I will let you guys know behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's, yeah, it is. It's when you, it's a secret hiding spot. Yeah. You don't want everybody to know because then it's not secret right? anymore. Yeah. But you know, it does take a certain type of individual oh, to sure. just pack up and be like, you know, this is not what I want. This is what I need. Let's just do it. Yeah. Most people, even if you tell them how great, whatever, yeah. you will never convince them to pack their bags and they will be, you know, stuck. stuck to in, actually take in, the step and do it. Yeah. yeah. But it I like how is. you like were explaining, I think at the Monte Talks, you were talking about how you told, you brought up this idea to your husband. And I think I would follow your idea the way it sounded like you presented it. You were like, hey, if I 
rented out our house. Like, how do you feel about moving to Mexico? Sure. He's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Let's do Done. it. Let's do it. Right. This is the thing, how you got to deal with husbands. You got to just do a nice presentation. They're usually a lot more analytical. So I'm like, here's the spreadsheet. Here's how we're going to do it. Here's the break even point. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. And he's like, okay, I can't rebel. This <laughs> I can't one. say no. Yeah. So obviously he I, has a job that can move pretty easily too then. This yeah. is the thing. Yeah. We're both online entrepreneurs. He's uh, He has a digital marketing agency. So he supports product-based female entrepreneurs in uh, growing with um, online advertising. Okay, cool. Yeah. I know you keep looking. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna, I I'm know, just trying I to need, look both no, I know, but, I, no, but, but I'm like, yeah, like the products that like for sale, I'm like, sh- she's like a perfect uh, person to talk to and network with and con- connect with. So anybody who wants to, you know, yeah, do anything. We have an amazing source here. I know it's so you true. What oh, was what was the difference between um like r- building, say, a network marketing business and a product based business? What were the major differences? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, huge differences. So when 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 you're building a product based business, and this is the cool thing too, I've always been someone who, if it feels right, if if something you know, it's an intuitive hit, it feels in alignment, it feels like a great idea, just go for it before figuring out the steps. Because if you try to figure out the steps first, you're going to get stuck in the analysis paralysis. So having first built network marketing, basically it's an investment into product. And then you become the word of mouth, the marketing engine for that product. And everything is done for you from shipping to customer service to all of that. Whereas when you're launching your own business, I mean, we had the idea and then we're like, okay, we need to find someone to actually manufacture the product. We need to have a large initial upfront investment because there's minimums when you're ordering product from overseas. Now we try to get our affirmation decks printed in Canada. It would have cost, I think it was just under $200 retail. We would have to sell it for like we had to go to China. It was literally impossible. And the crazy thing is, so you're sending like $50,000 wire to China and you're like, Oh my gosh, are the products (laughs) going to come? Is the cargo ship going to sink? Like it's a lot of money that you have to trust is going to someone who's going to deliver. So at the very beginning, we had a middle person that worked with the factory in China to make sure that, you know, the prototypes and um, the first inventory, everything was in alignment. Then after a while, when we started to really bring everything back in house because we needed to cut down on costs. Again, it was that fear like, oh my gosh, do we trust this manufacturer? All of that. So it's, you're responsible for everything. We started shipping out of our basement. We actually grew really quickly because we had a few strategic partnerships from the very beginning. Um, like we were on the Maryland Dennis show and our sales started to grow really quickly. We, um, got picked up by Indigo and then we had a massive collaboration with Jillian Harris. So a lot of things were in our favor. I also feel that the timing of the mindfulness space really exploding was on our side. And, um, we, I remember when, when shipping out of the basement really took over all of our time that was time to then outsource and find, you know, uh, someone who was going to ship and fulfill for us. And so that was brand new. We had never dealt with that. So every single step in launching a product-based business was something new that we had to figure it out. So I always say entrepreneurship is figure is, is basically yeah. a set of problem-solving skills. Whereas network marketing, it's a plug-and-play system. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, a lot more investment of time, a lot more investment of money, a lot more trust, a lot of like skills being learned, you know, now hindsight 2020, I would have never invested $30,000 in business school. I would have started a business and learned the skills as I was building the business. Um, So definitely it's such an incredible experience, right? Because you're learning so much. And then when timing aligns, your energy is in alignment and, and you actually experience success and you see your product out in the wild, you know, when people are on social media, you don't know who they are. And they're reading these affirmation cards that you co-created with your partner and they're reading it to their kids. Like it is the most incredible, incredible experience. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, I kind of have a similar story because when I lived in Taiwan, um, I mean, I sat and explored for about three months, but then, you know, it's like, I can't just sit and do nothing. Uh, so I joined this uh, Taijung of um, Ladies of Taijung Association, um, where us expats would get together and, you know, we helped out with the community. So we had the Taiwanese ladies and then people from all over the world. And I was so fascinated with skincare. Uh, because, I mean, in Asia, there's so much superior in what, you know, Korea, mm. oh, like they come up with all the products that are, you know, 10 years ahead of whatever we have here in North America. So I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, and I couldn't get anything without a whitener. Uh, and I wanted to tan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yes. I actually That's had my, my yes. mom send me care packages of, you know, foundation or whatever, just because I'm like, I cannot whiten my face because I am wanting to tan my face right um so I just started talking about how I would want to start a skincare line and that was on a Tuesday at one of our coffee meetups and on a Thursday I was in a factory because Taiwan obviously is very much uh, a source of the factories and and you know resources where you get I've produced it. So yeah, on Thursday I was yeah, I was uh, producing my own skincare line and then <laughs> I feel like that's part of your personality too. I think you guys might be similar that yeah. way. It's like just one <laughs> step forward. Like, yeah. We're going to do this yeah, and then and it I'm works like, out. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you invest in the product and how much and all that kind of stuff and figuring it all out as I went. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to commit. I met this um American chemist that's been working in the industry for 25 years, so we kind of, you know, collaborated on what I wanted and and so on and so forth. And before you know it, I had boxes of face masks that were going to be shipped to China. Um, But then my husband took a contract in Canada and we had to pivot. Right. So then it was like a scramble. It's like, oh my gosh, and I have to bring this product Product. to because I don't have that access. It's so far. You know, Taiwan's so close. We had access to Asia on all fronts. Plus, I had friends who spoke the language. I had right. connections everywhere. When you're across the world, just starting out, I would have to stay there longer. I did stay two months longer than he did with the kids uh, just to kind of finish everything up. But yeah, it was definitely that, you know, you invest all this money, you're you got to solve the crossed. problem. Yeah, it's like now you have to change everything into English and French. And, you know, it was just like panic mode. And then we came here and the shipping, the shipping in Asia is so ridiculously affordable. Shipping oh, in Canada right. is oh, not. Shipping in Canada is ridiculous. You know, shipping <laughs> in Canada can take down companies. It's like horrible. if not set up properly, it is awful. It yes. is like, so, 
you know, we we're navigating now too because we're rebra- I'm rebranding the. Do you still have the company? I yeah. still have the yeah. Ah, I yeah. want to see it. I yeah. love this stuff. So yes. yeah, <laughs> we also switched to all natural products. We evolved. Um, then through my Taiwanese connection, ended up being uh the official skincare line for uh project winner um Irina Shabayeva. So we went to Fashion Week, launched our products there, and, and then incredible. came went back in March, we got asked um, to come back and then COVID hit. And then, you know, we had to pivot to online sales. And then I kind of was like, I'm out for a minute. Uh, I need to move or do something because we lived in Edmonton. And although I do love the people and the community there, I just could not stand being locked down for years (laughs) there without access. So now we re- rebranding and um, our why is changing. So also why we're um, is so important. You know, my kids, yeah. when yeah. we moved here, they developed um, severe eczema and skin problems. My mom's rosacea uh, flared up and our product is, I have a partner. Uh, so that's why I keep saying our, our product um, literally heals and soothes rosacea um, psoriasis, eczema helps and it's safe for babies, for kids, for teens. And like, it is a phenomenal product. So the why mm. is no longer, you know, collagen boosting, younger right. looking yes. skin. It is yes. healthy skin uh, mm-hmm. because you need to love the skin you're in and that exudes confidence and that, yeah. So, nice. you know, yeah. it's, it's your, Beautiful. it's your, it's your, Kind of, um, I don't have resumes because I've never worked for anybody. Was a cover letter? It is because no yeah. matter how much we want to say we don't judge people by the way they look, we do. You know, the first human impression is human nature. And although it's changing a little bit, it's still, you know, self confidence and self worth. Like it does play a mental. A mental health role, mm. you know, yeah. when you, you, yeah. And you yeah. know, the market for, I feel like something with the climate and Kelowna. So my littlest one, every time we step back into BC, she, well, Kelowna, she, Okanagan, she gets massive eczema all over her, like upper huh. body. Yeah. As soon as we go to Mexico, it's gone. And wow. so it's like, it's the you dryness, know, right? I think, it's, you know, it's, it could be too, because we are surrounded by orchards and vineyards and there's a lot of spray going on that's true i never thought so i feel like no matter like yeah they're spraying but it's in the air because my Mm. child usually it's during the summer where it really flares up during the winter it's okay although we went to the caimans and it like flared up wait it did in the caimans but in the caimans right the heat interesting the heat i i think for her um she yeah ended up but it did flare up we, when we moved here there was mm. nothing in taiwan there was nothing in edmonton mm. nowhere like we so traveled that. europe that's, that's everywhere and then yeah the first year when we moved here she we thought it was a spider bite and then she scratched it and then it just like her whole face it really got, makes her whole face it just wild. so yeah. bad so oh, bad yeah. and we went to so yeah allerg like allergy tests we were cutting out dairy all this kind of stuff nothing in the winter Come summer, it like starts when the heat and then, yeah. She's not like allergic to the sun, is she? That's what was my, you know how some kids are? I knew a girl in high school was allergic to the sun. Oh, I had an art teacher that was allergic to the sun, but she she had a twitch. 
Yeah, well, this lady <laughs> used to wear like, yeah, she'd make her face Old white. Like, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. But I mean, I sort of look at the line. That looks, yeah. that sounds yeah. amazing. No, it is really good. I also feel like a theme of this podcast episode is adaptability. Yeah. We could take something away. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be adaptable. Yeah. I mean, I think for both of you, if people, if you didn't have that personality, like you're saying, if you didn't have the ability to pivot, it would be hard, yeah. right? Because you'd be overthinking it. and never come out. Yeah. yeah. Or you'd be like, oh, I want to move to Mexico, but here's all the reasons mm-hmm. I shouldn't. Yeah. Yes. Or why yeah. we can't do it yet. Yeah. You know? Well, and think about too, because you said COVID, like think about the amount of businesses that did just didn't pivot. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. like it was either pit, like pivot and survive or don't and close. Like there really wasn't an option. I think for us, why, why we survived COVID was because we had our retail partnerships. So we started off as an online e-commerce business, but then we started layering in partnerships like Indigo and other retailers and that saved us during COVID. Because their sales continued growing online. Like everything went online, but we were, we're a small business. Right. And so it's like, do you have right now, if you're growing a product-based business, different pathways to, to sales? Because if you're just dependent on one, we never know what's going to happen. And COVID was such a perfect example of like, who could have ever predicted that? And if you weren't prepared, then how many businesses shut down during that time? Yeah, so many. Yeah, for for, for us, for because, you know, we had products that are coming from different parts of the world uh, because some oils you, you can't just produce here, right? Exactly. So obviously mm-hmm. you need to have reputable companies that will ship. And when all those ship got halted and stuff, yeah. we could not fulfill orders because we couldn't get those oils here. Right. Yeah. Everybody was out. It's not like, you know, we could go to the companies that we would, you know, just think when we needed something in a bind because again, we are a small company, mm-hmm, right? Exactly. So when you have an order of, you know, like say 10,000, 5,000, but your bottles are not coming in. Yes. Or, you know, yeah. like labels, you can do whatever, but it's the bottles and our key ingredient, right? Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. like, well, now we're kind of sitting ducks. So it is, it's a huge learning curve and you just got to go with uh, punches, I guess. <laughs> you know, like roller business is a roller coaster. And you really have to have um, a backbone. I know people mm. are like, oh, just entrepreneurship. But it's like a 24-hour, those hamsters. You know, when yeah. one oh, yeah. gets tired, the other one starts, you know, going. So like t- today, three 3.30 in the morning, yeah. the both ha- the, the hamsters were both on that wheel. And I'm just <laughs> like, on. oh, my yeah. gosh, like, come on, you guys. <laughs> you know, like, just stop. So, yeah, my my husband wakes up. Uh, and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I can't sleep. I need <laughs> I'm just head. thinking. I'm just thinking. And he's like, do you need AirPods? I'm like, yeah. And then I put in my... Uh, murder? No, murder <laughs> mystery thing with Bailey Sarian. <laughs> the only person I know can fall asleep to murder. Yeah. Oh you know. gosh, I was going to say like some um, uh, hurts for sleep, like sleeping. No, no she's no. like dark mystery. No. I'll sleep yeah. to that. Yeah. It's, yeah, dark <laughs> oh history. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, she has such a soothing voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, goes up with those things uh, so much. Yeah. But it, yeah, I don't like, I don't actually hear any of it. Like within like two, three minutes, I don't know what You're it out. is about. You just I'm like out. her voice, I guess. Just, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I do have sometimes weird dreams because, you know, <laughs> the mind is still absorbing the yes. dark history. Uh, but whatever, it, it works. Then, I, you know, at least I'm sleeping, getting my yeah. 
time in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Versus having those hamsters like, you yeah. know, take turns on that bloody wheel. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Well, what do you actually, when you were saying that, it made me think how entrepreneurship really you always are thinking, right? You're always thinking mm-hmm. about your business. So what do you do to sort of, because I find sometimes I really have to be like, shit, I should put my phone down because I'm hanging out with my kids, even though it's so right. easy to send an email or think about work. So what do you do to really be yeah. mindful about that? <clears throat> I feel like, well, I would say, I don't know, I don't want to put a time on it, but I, I'm super right now boundaries are in place. Like, you know, one thirty. this is the other thing in Mexico is school ends at one thirty. So, <laughs> so that, nice. that's been a little bit of an adjustment, but when school's done, school's done. So my workday is done because for me, you know, when you're an entrepreneur for so long, of course, at the very beginning, it was filled with sacrifices, no boundaries. I was available for anyone and everyone, but over time, you're like, well, what am I doing this for? Right? It goes back to the why. Even if you know family and lifestyle and freedom, let's say, is, is the primary why, you still need to get an engine going. Mm-hmm. And so for me, because I've done this for now almost 14 years, like the boundaries really are in place. If my client messages me at two, they will not hear from me until the next morning, unless it's like massive emergency and someone's, you know really, really, really needs me. So there's really like no leeway at this stage because my priority is my family. And if I'm doing the businesses and making the money and supporting others because of family, then for me being the embodiment of that is the most important. And so that's the one thing you'll get from me is I am authentically me. Like I'm not going to say one thing and do the other. Like I've been really working on embodying exactly what I speak and how I think and being that person. So you get what you get and the boundaries. And again, if you're just starting out, you're not going to have these boundaries in place, but because I've been in three different industries and I've been able to do it well, now there are those in place. And so my workday starts when I drop off the kids, eight 30 and then one 30, I'm with them. And then maybe in the evening, if they're shutting it down with a movie, then I'll check in. But I'm here to live. I'm here for the lifestyle. And that's the one thing that we got back this year, actually moving to Mexico is lifestyle. Because we were living, I mean, we own a property in Kelowna. I was driving 35 minutes each way to school. So that was an hour of my time to pick up the kids. It was an hour of my time, of my husband's time to drop off the kids. And then if we want to go to the gym, I feel like it's 30 minutes everywhere. And so I was living in the car and that, you know, when we came here and I experienced the lifestyle of like, our school is one minute, 23 seconds on a golf cart nice. to drop them off. <laughs> I was like, I love this it. is what we're doing it for. We're doing it for the lifestyle. We're doing it for family. And so if we don't really work on that and make it for that, then what are we doing it for? What's the point of it at all? You know, it's kind of sit back and like, what is this all for? And then slowly and surely redefining, getting clear, and then just having those boundaries in place because now this, this is what matters most. Right. You do do say, sorry, James. (laughs) No, you do. I just love when I see your stories because I know it's not like real life or whatever, but it is, but (laughs) I love... Um, that you just seem like so joyous, like you found such a great life there. And I think that's so cool to see. And you sound like you are embodying what you're saying, just really living your life and and being yeah. authentic about it. I love it. Well, another friend from Kelowna, I don't know if you guys um, have met Courtney Valiquette. She's an incredible interior designer. And she came to visit two days ago. 
And I'm like, babe, like what I show on Instagram, like this is my life. You're like, this is real life. Yeah. This is your life. I was like, babe, this is my life. Yeah. Like maybe 15 years ago, I would have just showed the highlights, but I'm like, whatever I show, like this is just what we're doing every single day I love it. because that's a core value, you know, really embodying the lifestyle that I have always talked about. Like that to me is most important. And then showing my kids that it's possible too, because they're two girls and they're watching what mommy does. And does mommy do what mommy says? That's always been very important since becoming a mom. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, and I was just going to touch um, back or circle back to uh, the boundaries. I do feel um, that even when you're starting, setting healthy boundaries is so important. Because when you don't, the burnout is so real, especially, you yes. know, nine to five at five o'clock. Most people shut that shit down <laughs> yeah. and they don't like and they walk away because it's not theirs. Exactly. When it's yours, yes. it's 24 seven. So really, when, you know, a piece of advice for anybody who's thinking about entrepreneurship, really setting those boundaries early on, you know, saying this is what mm-hmm. we're going to do. And then from, you know. Even if it's a later, like, you know, from 7 p.m. on, I don't touch the phone. I don't answer. Right. But having those boundaries early on, because I didn't set those boundaries. I was in a very, um, you know, high stress environment, you know, shooting weddings. You don't get to redo them and you're dealing with people. And when you have 10 photographers and you're shooting eight, nine weddings a weekend, one person can be sick. Not two, not three, not one can quit a day before they're scheduled to do the wedding, you know? So I had stress seizures, you know, I, wow. I had yeah. to get tested for epilepsy. I, my, I could have uh, lost my driver's license. Like that's where like boundaries for me kicked in. Actually, my husband was yeah. like, no, you're not you're doing this. Like, put a boundary. Right. But it is. Right. And is it worth it? Right. Is it worth getting to that point? And it's not. But most people wake up after it's too late because they did allow themselves to burn out or they, you know, or it leads to unhappiness because then it's just too much. And so for me, the question always like, what's this all for? Yeah. And then you're training your customers or clients that you're always available. available. So going back to being, oh, no, I'm not available. Now you're creating a bit of a, it's harder. Uh, it's harder yeah. to go back. Yeah, it's yeah. easier to start and be like, "This is, you know, my hours. This is what I work. I will get back to you whenever." Versus like, I've been getting back to you at you know one in the morning, but now I'm gonna stop. Yeah, five p.m. You know, good luck. <laughs> You've so already wow. trained. You know, it's easier to dra- train a puppy <laughs> from the start than an old dog. New tricks. Yeah, whatever sure. the saying is. That you know? is actually the saying. Yeah. Did it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 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 But I think too, like, yeah, now I even if I answer someone's email at 1.30, if I do do it, I do in Google change my email so it says it got sent at like a reasonable time. Nice. So I'll do like send at 8 a.m. or whatever because I don't want somebody yeah. to think I'm answering them at 1 a.m. Because yeah. you can get in that habit. Yeah. But I think yeah. I also live in this world where people expect a response. And I do remember having this coach once who was like, you don't need to get back to someone in even a day. You can mm-hmm. set the boundary that we live in this world where people expect you to email back the second that you email them. It's reasonable to have a full inbox and wait 24 to 30 hours to you know email someone back. But it's yes. hard to get in that habit because we are used to just having everything mm-hmm. on our phone, right? Yeah, that's, I, yeah, I know the email thing for my husband. He's like 400 urgent messages. It's like, okay, that's all yeah. he would do if it all... <laughs> 
and they are not urgent all of them right i'm sure half of them are reply all in like okay yeah so okay well yeah we're getting the little uh Oh, thing oh, oh, that oh, I see. I didn't know that was the sign. <laughs> I know. I thought that oh. was. Okay. Well, I just clued in. Yeah. Ryan is like, uh, wrap it up because our guest has to go, go pick up her kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I mean, usually we ask a few rapid fire questions, but yeah. uh, what would you say is one of the number one things you've learned through your journey in parenting? I know that's a hard question, but like, what's mm. one thing that sticks out as a big life lesson. I, I would say a big one is they they don't listen to what you say. They they do what you do. Mm. And this is part of that embodiment conversation is, you know, you can talk all you want, but what are you actually doing? How are you showing them? Are you leading by example? That's been a big one. Right. That's like in business. You can talk yeah, exactly. to talk, but yeah. if you, you move forward, you know, yeah. taking those steps. So yeah. I always yeah. say that anyways. And then um okay, <laughs> what would you say are two are one of the biggest strengths that each of your children possess? Ooh, so good. So my littlest one, this is so fascinating to witness. She's a manifester in human design. And when this girl decides, it's done. And so I'll give you an example. Like we spent last summer in Kelowna, but in August, we moved to Mexico. She didn't swim in the lake. She's like, she was using her floaties. She had no desire to swim. Day one, we got to Mexico. There's a pool. We have a pool in this building we're living in. And she's like, I'm ready to swim. Jumps in the pool and swims. A few weeks ago, she's like, I'm ready to bike. We get her bike. She bikes. Same day. And so it's this, but it's not for everything. It's whatever, like she actually truly decides. Because I know when she hasn't fully decided, it's not going to happen. So it's been so awesome to really watch that come to life. Um, and then learning more about manifestors and human design. I'm like, this is fascinating. It makes sense. And then my oldest, I really feel for her, it is that adaptability. And it's something that we spoke about a lot when she was little and it was her favorite affirmation card. And what does it mean to be adaptable? And so she's really like, malleable in new situations and new friendships and new environments. And so, yeah, it's been beautiful to witness. And then also having two girls that are two years apart, you know, reminding them that they're besties, you know, they come together, they have each other for life. Cause for me, like watching sibling rivalries and siblings not get along like that for me, it, it, I just, that feeling it's like, Oh, it shouldn't be like this. This is family. We have a small family you are there for each other. You're always supporting one another. And so both being in a new environment, the oldest, make sure the little one gets in there. And then I'm always reminding the little one to get in there because she can't expect the older kids to always, you know, take care of her. So it's been just watching them. It's so fascinating. Nice. Are you you an only child? I have a brother who's younger and he lives in Naramata actually. Oh, fun. Nice. Yeah. 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 Okay, and if you were going to go back in time and maybe give, you know, young Anna a piece of advice, what would you give her? It can be at any age, 20. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, young Anna, don't go to business school. Become a real estate agent at 18. You'd oh. be a fucking millionaire right now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. I would tell myself the same thing. And when I was 20, I was living in Vancouver and I thought I wanted to be a realtor. And I went in Point Grey to look at a house that at the time was $800,000. Now that house is probably selling for like 4.5 million. Yeah. I should have just been a realtor. Oh, well. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Next I guy. actually did real estate oh, for yeah. three years. 
Uh, <gasps> so yeah, it is, it. it is. Yeah, I did it. And I'm glad I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, I see myself. I'm like, Oh my God, if I started at 18 and the portfolio of homes, <sighs> I, but I'm looking into getting into that, not real estate agent, but investor. Cause yeah. that's the one thing with Canada is real estate is a sure bet. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Only to, you know, why I went out of it's again, those weekends and evenings did not match up with the family life that we Mm. wanted. So, you know, with the wedding photography and then the real estate on top, it just, it did not match my core values of family life. Mm. We've already, yeah. yeah, So, yeah. yeah, I I go do real estate people. Yeah. (laughs) And then we're like an investor, though. Yeah, investor, investor. Like yeah. The agent thing was 18. Yeah, that yeah. boat yeah. has sailed, but now I'm like, invest in real estate. Yeah, yeah amazing. Exactly. And yeah. thank you for being here. And where can people find you if they want to find you? Yeah, thanks for having me. And I want to do part two in Kelowna at yeah, your studio. Yeah, sure. That was so fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm AnnaLozano.com and then on Instagram underscore Anna Lozano. Okay. Awesome. Well, well, thank you thank for being you so here, much Anna. for joining us. Yeah. And have fun picking up your kids. Okay. Till next time. Bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you feel more empowered, moved, and inspired. Be sure to check out the show's description and follow us on social media at Let's Not Sugarcoat It podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. Also, check out our YouTube channel where you can view and subscribe to our latest episodes. What you have to say matters, so send us your feedback and ideas on what you'd like us to talk about so we can serve you better. And remember, motherhood is a team sport.